Welcome to the American Happiness Project. I'm Michelle Wax, and I travel throughout the USA interviewing Americans from all walks of life on how they reach happiness and fulfillment in their everyday lives, and most importantly, how you can too. Get ready, get excited, we're about to begin. This next episode is perfect if you've ever dreamed of writing a book and becoming an author, or even just wanted to branch out into something new. Christy Guillory reed is the author of Harper Counts Her Blessings, a story that highlights themes of reflection, gratitude, and appreciation that both parents and children will enjoy. I've heard many times that people have a book in them or they want to write a book, but how many people actually do it? Christy will give you the inspiration to start writing, to get your book or your message out into the world. I'm super excited for you to learn from Christy today. Let's get started. Welcome, Christy. Thanks for joining. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. What inspired you to write the book? I think there were a number of things kind of happening in my life that kind of inspired me. I think one was just my general love of writing. You know, I've done several smaller pieces, more professional things for work because I work in the health healthcare sector. I'm an attorney, more serious pieces, but just always trying to find little avenues to write, you know, side things, things that were important to me. You know, I've written articles for a parenting magazine. I've written other things, but I just kind of felt the bug. Usually I kind of feel the bug. I want to write. But really um, another source is my muse, my daughter. You know, we were going to bookstores, as we still continue to do, a lot of bookstores. And I did not see books that looked like our family. Didn't see a lot of books with African-American families or an African-American main character. And I really want my daughter to grow up to see to see things and people that look like her. Because as I say, if you can see it, you can be it. So I, you know, I thought about it. I said, well, I felt like everything was kind of culminating. I want to, I want to write something. And I said, you know what? Right now, I'm an expert on raising. She was then about four and a half. I know what's going on in a four-year-old's life. So let's see what can happen. And I also got a little prodding from a mentor of mine. We were just talking about just life stuff. And I think she said, just cash, just just write a book. I was like, wow, okay. You have, you've got a lot of faith in me, but it usually takes other people to recognize, recognize our talents and kind of give us that little push. So kind of all those things. And I just started thinking about it. And she said, you know, why don't you reach out? I know someone who's written a children's book. I had really had no knowledge of these types of things, but just kind of talking with people and it started putting my ideas down. But you know, really, I would say the impetus was wanting my child to see families and hear a positive message, you know, as well. Mm, I love that. And I love what you're saying about you weren't necessarily sure of the process of it, but jumped in and started talking with people. And I, I found personally that most people, if you reach out, they generally want to help, right? Or they want to, you know, offer some wisdom if they're able to. Um, so that's wonderful. What's your journey been with expressing gratitude in your own life, right? Where did Harper learn that? Um, have you always been a grateful person or was that developed over time? I think it ebbed and flowed over time. I mean, I kind of grew up where we, you know, said grace, you know, with meals. I mean, things that you kind of just do, but you're not really thinking as a kid, how it's impacting my life. So I think kind of for the most part, when I went about my life, just kind of, you know, you know, grew up in a home where we went to church, you kind of pray, but as for actively practicing gratitude, I wouldn't say it was an active practice, but um, I think it took on more of a life of its own when I started writing the book. I mean, I think overall I've been grateful, but I think it to really kind of zone in, it's been, I'm feeling it 
also, as I get older, it's really important for my personal happiness to kind of take those moments. So, you know, it's like I said, it's kind of ebbed and flowed, but ever since the book, I've been trying to also really practice what I preach, you know, and really try to take the moments and understand what makes me happy and how to instill that in my child, my family, and just little practices I can share with other people. I love that. And I feel the same way where for some points in my life, I've been, you know, because you're here to keep the gratitude journal, right? And do it every single morning or every single night. And I feel like, yes, that is good. And some people really connect with that. But for me personally, yes, I have done that in some areas. Other times it's really just, you know, as I'm making coffee, just kind of doing that in my head, right? Or saying it out loud if I'm by myself. And I think like you were saying, it kind of ebbs and flows how you're perhaps expressing it or um, appreciating it in the moment. Um, but how has, you know, whether it be through writing the book or through expressing gratitude in the ways that you've been doing it, how has it rubbed off on the people around you and really impacted your, your life experience? How has it shifted? Well, I definitely think it's something that since I talk about it so much, it definitely affected, you know, the people closest to me, which is my daughter and my husband, you know, I'm really trying to make her understand that sometimes you have to be grateful for the bad things too, because they teach you things. And I think that's the harder lesson, even as an adult, for us to know that sometimes I think when I've been told no, or didn't get the great grade on the tests, a job wasn't what I thought it would be. Those actually have been the best experiences because they put me on a new path. So I think I'm also, how it's affected me in one way is just being more open to talking about it. You know, I'm grateful for X because X didn't happen or X did happen. So just opening myself up to having these conversations because you never know where they can go. Sometimes just a regular conversation that you think, oh, it doesn't impact you. It could impact the person that you're talking to in a lot of ways. This kind of made me more open as a person. You know, I think um, my husband, I think, you know, it's just, you know, he's kind of been along for the ride too. You know, he's, you know, he's been definitely supportive, but, you know, people since, you know, we go to events together, book events, you know, it's made him also more, more reflective on his life. So I think I'm probably more like, I guess, the little gratitude guru in our house, trying to like instill all of these positive thoughts. And just when I meet people at events or just any walk of life, just trying to find, there's a way for me to talk about it. I, you know, I try to like insert it or just kind of like keeping a just running log, like you say, even if it's making coffee or whatever I'm doing, trying to just really just focusing on the moment. You know, made me much more aware of just time and like trying to be still and being grateful sometimes for stillness and just basics. I love what you were saying too about almost providing other people the opportunity to think about it, think about what's good or the gratitude. Because I think most of our world is telling us everything that's going wrong, right? And all the, the stressful events, the news, all these different things. And I found the same way too, where, you know, if, if someone in my life is maybe complaining or just kind of stuck in this down place, you know, just asking them a question of, well, what did go good today, right? Or what did go right? And just kind of providing that alternate perspective can be powerful in a shift in thinking about things. Let's see. So, I really love tangible things, like really small things that people can start doing right away that aren't going to be a massive overhaul of life, right? Everyone's busy and has a lot going on. But do you have any tangible action steps or maybe a good first step if someone wants to feel more gratitude, 
feel more of the emotions that are tied to that. Do you have any good uh, recommendations? And I'm definitely with you on tangible things because I remember myself trying to do the journal and then that became one more thing to do. And I was like, okay, I can't, I may not, I think I'm falling behind, then you feel bad. But in terms of, I don't know, tangible things, you know, I think one thing is, you know, I tried to, I love alliteration. I know I was thinking, you know, the concept of gratitude gear and gratitude gifts. Now gear, I think about something for me, for myself. Like what is something that, you know, gear, a lot of people think are, you know, clothing or something, but it's what's something that you like to, that makes you happy. If it's clutching a teddy bear, if it's grabbing your favorite mug, that's your gear, that's your gratitude stuff. So, you know, like, you know, like for me could be a favorite piece of jewelry. So that's my kind of, that's for me, that's my gratitude gear. Gratitude gifts are what I'm giving to someone else. Like if I know someone really likes a particular thing and I just want to like brighten their day. Oh, you know what? You know, you could be in line at Starbucks. Oh, you know, how they say you can maybe pick up the person behind you, pick up their tab or, you know, here's a small thing. But I think about it internally, the gear, externally, the gifts. So, I mean, just it's just a small, you know, something small. I mean, you know, a coworker likes a favorite style of pen, you know, and they're having a bad day. Or, hey, you know, I've got a new pen. It doesn't also necessarily meaning purchasing an item. Sometimes just, again, simple conversation, lending a listening ear. And I think right now with how the world is, I think people really just desire to be heard. Is that There's a, a great desire, I think, for connection. And that's that's free, you know? I mean, you know, if just kind of listening and checking on your, on your friends, that that's a gift you're providing them, but also as a gift that they're giving you too. You know, how are you doing today? Because you're right, we, we're imploded. I mean, everything is, is, is negative. I mean, not everything, but I feel right, you know, particularly 2020 and 2021, we're still kind of in this bubble, but just trying to see what, A, what makes me happy, then what can I do to make someone else happy? Yeah, and I, I, I love what you were saying earlier about how your friend was saying, you need to write a book, but you actually, and I feel like I hear that a lot too, either it's the person saying, oh, I have to write a book or, oh, I have a book in me, right? Or someone says, you should write a book, you should get this on paper, but very few people actually do it and you actually did it. So what is that process like, right? Your friend says that you should write a book, right? If someone is wanting to do it, what's what do you recommend to get going to get started one thing i mean and it's going to sound almost too simple is sometimes we have to get out of our own heads you've got to you know put the thought down on paper because a lot of people say i've got a book in me okay but you've got to get it out you know just think about what is your vision what do you want to share and that process can take a while some people have taken them years you know but to me it's not about rushing because I feel like we live in such a fast-paced society where we rush so much. But A, it's almost the simplest thing is getting it out. And also I would say do your research, you know, because I feel like when I wrote my book, you know, I, you know, I, I was living in my own kind of naive bubble. I mean, I know now a lot more about the book industry than I did then. I might be very much daunted now by because it is, it's a business. That's another thing I tell people. This, you know, once you have a product, it's really a business. You know, doing your research, what's in really involved? Because a lot of times I wasn't aware of how much you need to also pre-plan before the book ever comes out. Marketing is so important. So those things, it's a lot about planning and doing your research. And also think about the type of book, you know, some people, you know, adult, you know, all these categories we have now, you know, because mine's a children's book, which 
term for little kids, a picture book, there's an adult, there's fiction, but really think what is your vision and what's the message that you want to convey and start thinking about what's this process going to entail? Who will I need along the way? You know, it, probably an editor, if it's a children's book, an illustrator, really trying to think ahead and plan. And to follow up on that, this is something that I'm just always curious in for entrepreneurs, authors, anyone trying to get their message out to the world. For me personally, right, I think something that I've worked hard on, but it still comes up is that self-doubt component, right? And especially like you were saying, if you start to look into something, it, you can almost be overwhelmed by a lot of information, right? I feel like personally, it's good to do research, but also good to almost be like a little bit naive. So you have right. the, the right. push to do it. Right. Um, did you experience that self-doubt as you're writing, as you're getting out into the world? And kind of what do you do daily to move past that and to keep continuing forward? I think my probably lack of research when I was writing helped me because <laughs> I was very lucky in that I was able to connect with an illustrator who had been in the publishing. He also had his own publishing company for years. So he helped to guide and educate me, you know, but now I'm kind of like after this, you know, now my book is out on my own where I know a lot. So I, I find myself, yes, yeah, suffering from self-doubt. Like, could the second be book? So the second book be as good as the first? I have to stop comparing. And then every day I feel like turn the news, there's someone else with a kid's book. I'm like, how can my book compete with a, you know, an internationally known actress? There's a celebrity who has a children's book. But what I also have to tell myself is, you know, I've got one book. I did it. I can do it again. And yeah, and then there's writer's block. So no, it it is a it's a bit of a struggle, but I think just kind of setting some goals, even little goals. Like in the spring, I was like, just try to get ideas on a page. Doesn't have to be perfect because I do wordsmith a lot of things that I write. Saying, you know what? Just write paragraph, just write a couple words, you know. So it's really just kind of sometimes blocking it out. And I agree, sometimes there, there's that precipice of enough research versus too much. Kind of do, you know. In some, in everyone's different, their tolerance for information. So I kind of know my tolerance, but it's just, it's just kind of telling myself, okay, you've done it once. Yeah, you can do, you can do it. You can do it again. You know, just feeling just, just that self-confidence, like, you know what, it'll happen. You'll, you know, you'll move past. And also too, I feel, I feel, you know, very much empowered when there's a positive response to, to my book, you know, so that's like, you know what, you know, and, and when people ask, so when's the next one's coming out? And if and I'm thinking, oh, if you only do how much work is involved, but the fact that they're excited, that that really helps to propel me forward. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to touch upon because I feel like as you know, as a child, a lot of our, our beliefs get formed very early on, right? And we're we're not necessarily even aware of them forming, right? For the most part, aren't. And then we reach a point in our adult life where maybe if you're into personal development or looking at it, but a lot of times people kind of go throughout their whole life and never really observe like what was kind of ingrained in me as a child. And it's to no fault of your own, right? You can't choose who your parents are, who takes care of you as a child. But um, I love the message of gratitude. And, and I wanna, would love if you could elaborate a little bit more on the response, right? How are children enjoying it? How are parents enjoying it? What's that been like? been really great because because I have received a very positive response you know people love um seeing you know well first I talk about my own you know in the African-American community but the book is for everyone but I've been places where people say we love what this book represents and also you know people will say they'll have the book in their hand you know 
which I have right here. And they'll say, oh, this looks just like you. You know, and, and that, of course, I cannot take that credit. That's my illustrator. They can look across and say, oh, that must be your husband. I mean, he's so talented. That was something we worked on for a long time is getting the images right. So people love love what the book is about. They love the imagery. So that's that's been very heartwarming and reassuring. You know, and, and I've read to a variety of different types of schools, a lot of it virtually, you know, due to COVID, but, you know, regardless of race or, or you know, gender, because it's a book for boys and girls, even though it has my daughter's name, kids are very excited because I always do an activity with them to learn what makes them happy, because I don't want the book to be just about me. So I say, I want, you know, I want you to tell me what are you, what are you grateful for, where they can write or even draw and or draw their blessings. And that's when they get excited. Because, you know, it could be anything with little kids. I'm grateful for Halloween candy I've gotten or grateful for, you know, on the other flip side, a family member that that passed away. You know, so um, I always have to be prepared, especially with children that you never know what you're going to get. And it's not that they're sad, but these are things that, you know, that are going through their heads. These, these That is their moment. So, but they've all been very excited. You know, I did a, I did a presentation at a church and like, you know, unfortunately they had to, Cut, cut it off, cut some of the little participants off because we're running out of time. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I felt so bad. I'm like, let them talk, let them talk. But no, that it's been, it's been really good across, you know, demographics, you know, age ranges, you know, because to me, it's a kid's book, but you know, we're all a little bit of a kid, you know, there's a little kid still inside of me, so. That's amazing. And something I heard um, when, you know, interviewing people when we were filming the documentary and beyond that now too is that families that are you know expressing gratitude or making that a priority you know it just if you're modeling that for your children it's just even more powerful than you know it's just it's incredible so I'm so excited for you and this is so wonderful um so before we share you know where people can grab the book learn more about you is there anything else you'd like to highlight about life, happiness, gratitude, whatever you want? <laughs> Any that is a, that's a wide open question. I mean, I think, you know, just thinking about these concepts, you know, in our lives, I think we're all on a journey. Life's a journey. And, you know, we're kind of all like the little captains of our happiness, our gratitude. And, you know, we have control of that. I mean, to a certain extent, you know, we're also influenced by events, you know, in our lives, you know, be it a job, a spouse, or family or friends, but we have a great deal of control over what makes us happy. And I think people need to realize how much control they have and they can kind of command their ship and bring it toward the happiness dock if, if they so choose. But I think it's just figuring out, and sometimes that is tough, what makes us happy because that changes in different times of our lives. What made, what made me happy 10 years ago may not make me happy now. So it's realizing that we're all changing and it is a journey and just constantly trying to think, okay, well, what, what makes me happy today? What makes me happy this phase of my life? Um, I just think it's, I've just learned a lot about these topics through the book. It's, you know, again, I didn't, you know, you don't realize the effect something is going to have until you do it and you kind of release it into the, into the world. So I feel it's my kind of duty to, you know, again, practice what I preach and do, and, and actually, you know, make it a part of my life. This kind of, even like I said, just a minute reflection every day. Well, what, what makes me happy? And then just trying to, you know, help, help the people in my sphere be happy as well. Um, 
yeah, I think those would be the things that I would kind of kind of wrap up by saying that it's it's a journey. It's a journey to gratitude. I love what you were saying too, because I heard on this um, podcast the other day that a lot of times we think of happiness as this destination, or at least many people do. And I heard that happiness is actually that happy ending is actually cyclical. It's actually a cycle. And I feel like I've been experiencing this recently where you reach this point where maybe you release the book, right? Or you did what you want to do and you reach this point. And then most likely, at least for me, your brain starts going, okay, what else, right? What's like kind yes. of the next level here? And exactly. that's the next cycle of it and mm-hmm. it kind of keeps filing up for it. Do you find that too? Right. I know. And it's funny, I'm often saying, I think maybe I, I might've written this in, in an article years ago that I do feel life is a circle. I feel that sometimes you start here, but you find yourself all, you find yourself not immediately the same place, but kind of similar place. It may have taken a while to get back there, but it's, it's these little kind of like concentric circles that are all kind of connected, but yeah, you know, I've gotten the book out, but I'm, you know, usually thinking, okay, well, where, what else can I do with the message? You know, what, what makes sense, you know, but yeah, it's like, but sometimes it's slowing down and saying, okay, it's out there, you know, let's just slow down a bit <laughs> and see what's next. Yes, I, I uh, resonate with that because I feel like it is a balance, right? <laughs> it's just like doing too much research and just enough where there's a little naivete in it. But thank you so much for coming on today. Would love for you to share where people can grab the book, purchase it, and also where they can learn more about you online. Again, you know, the title is Harper Counts Her Blessings, and it, that's the title of my website, HarperCountsHerBlessings.com. You can purchase the book on my website. You can also have a Facebook page. It's Harper Counts Her Blessings book. I'm also on Instagram, Christy G. Reed. And on my website, people can, you know, interact with me, can send me messages, as well as on IG. But I also just love to hear people's thoughts. You know, if someone wants to tell me their feelings after writing the book, I welcome that. But I think it's on a number of um, other websites. And I know we all are in this, you know, kind of Amazon Prime era. It's definitely on Amazon as well. So if you really want it quickly, you can go on Amazon. But really, the keywords would be the title, Harper Counselor Blessings. And you can find probably all my handles and everything about the book. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Christy. Appreciate it. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Make sure to check out our free resources online at www.american-happiness.com. Feel free to follow us on Instagram as well, at American Happiness Project. See you soon.